just minutes after this uh, this happened, and this is obviously a news report afterwards. Prayers continue for the Buffalo Bills player who collapsed during Monday night football. Today, DeMar Hamlin's team confirmed he suffered a cardiac arrest and his heartbeat was restored on the field before he was rushed to the hospital. As Elisa Guerrero reports, doctors are now trying to figure out what went wrong. Yeah, they're not. I mean, maybe those doctors are, but the doctors who responded and scientists who responded immediately on Twitter weren't doing that at all. They came out and said, this is not the uh, injection. They immediately said, this had nothing to do with the injection. What, what is science? What is it? The science says this was not the injection's horsewash. That's utter filth. You say you don't want it to be the injections is what you say. That's what you say. And also during that time, a guy I like and respect, Eric Erickson, has a national talk show. Eric's a very good man, by the way. Eric tweeted, if you watch this hit and your first thought is, was he injected? You spend too much on this website in this bubble. No, Eric, I beg to differ, sir. I spend too much time in the data. And the data couldn't be more clear. This is an explosion of deaths in young athletes. And this is all very tied in to scientism and worship like of people like this, 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 this catastrophist, Paul Ehrlich, in his book, Population Bomb. He's never been right about a prediction, but he's on 60 Minutes. You know that there is no political will to do any of the things that you're recommending. I know there's no political will to do any of the things that I'm concerned with, which is exactly why I and the vast majority of my colleagues think we're, we've had it. That Yeah, the, the, the human species has had it because we're not going to do what he says. That means the human species has had it. And he's saying we need five Earths in order to uh, be able to support po- this population. He's, a, he's either a liar or a, he, he is a fetishist. And I'm going for fetishist because he always lies in one direction, which is that we just are not going to survive. And guess what? He thinks that we can't survive with this many people. So how many people do we need? Well, it would, it would seem that we need to kill about 7.5 billion people. Isn't that an interesting number? Gosh, I wonder where that came from. It's almost like I've heard it before. Oh, with all this, that's 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 the end of it, right? That's as bad as it gets. No, I'm here to tell you that. Remember that whole thing about uh, chemtrails and that conspiracy theory? Remember that? The conspiracy theory of chemtrails, stuff in the air that's that's being pumped into the air. That that conspiracy, that's so weird. That conspiracy has come true. We'll look at this with the help of MyPillow.com, promo code Todd. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And if I sound a little hoarse, it's because I'm recording this late at night. Um, this is also the second time I've recorded it. 
So if I don't sound myself, I apologize. If I sound a little frustrated, I apologize. The earlier copy of this disappeared, and I'm, I'm just finding out, and it's about bedtime. So there's my whining for the day. Poor Todd has to record again. Everybody can feel sorry for poor, poor Todd. Here's a number. I want to give you a number. I'm going to give you these numbers and ask you to internalize this and think about this. Are you ready? These are some numbers. The numbers are these. 1,598. Okay, got that number? 1,101. Okay, have you internalized those numbers? 1,598 is bigger, right? Than 1,101, right? Here is my response to my friend, Eric Erickson. It, what he said is if you watch DeMar get hit or DeMar do the hitting, and incidentally, people who've played a lot of football, that's not a hard hit, guys. That's not a head-on collision. That wasn't a strike to his heart. That, that's not what that was. Dr. Peter McCullough has some fascinating numbers, and that is this. That 1,598, that's the number of athletes who suffered cardiac arrest, 1,101 of which died, had a deadly outcome. That's over a time period of 38 years. Okay, these are athletes under the age of 35. 1,101 athletes have now suffered have uh, have suffered cardiac arrests in the era of the injection the covid injections 38 years 1598 suffered cardiac arrests in comparison to the numbers for today this is McCullough's exact tweet this recent paper by Dr Polkratis and myself gets the sharp rise in athlete deaths in the PubMed. Since the vaccination, 1,598 athletes suffered cardiac arrest, 1,100 of which uh, were with a deadly outcome. Over a prior 38-year period, 1,101 athletes died. So we have as many athletes dead now from the mRNA injections, is my contention, that, that died over, this, over a 38-year period. That's a 38-to-1 ratio in years. It's phenomenal. The injections are murdering people. Now, did, was this the case with DeMar? We don't know. But I do know that if you immediately say, this was not the injections, this is not the injections, you don't have any relationship with science. Science asks, let's form a thesis. A thesis does not go like this. I haven't examined him. I haven't even checked to see if he's been injected. But that's not the injections. Injections don't do that. There is no science involved in this. This is people who want to be gods and cannot believe that their godhood is not working. They cannot believe that we're questioning them. They cannot believe that the thing they worship, which is themselves and their credentials, somehow is not, is, is not impressing the rest of us. 
And it's a very biblical thing they're doing. Not in a good way. In fact, I was just talking uh, because I'm re-recording a show. And I know, poor Todd. I was just talking with, uh, with Zach Abraham about that hit. Zach played college football. And I believe he was a running back or a linebacker. One of, the, one of the positions where he would have been involved in a hit like that. No, he was a running back. And Zach looked at that and said, I have little kids who, who hit harder. He's a truth teller. We also talked, Zach and I, about the future uh, of finance. And this chaos, that's not really chaos in my judgment. It's too organized to be chaos. It's the same results. The food shortages, that's real. The hyperinflation, that's a real possibility. Inflation, you finally, did you know that the Fed is finally saying, oh, we we might get into a recession. Well, we've been into a recession for a long time, (laughs) statistically, mathematically. But of course, that's science and we can't have that. And Zach's also watching the Congress outperform the market. The market's down 24%. The Congress is up 2%. So they've, they've, they've outperformed the market by, uh, what, 26 points? It's, it's, not, it's not possible. It's inside trading. That's what it is. We don't get to do that. That's illegal for us. So we need to get with someone who stewards our money as a true truth teller. And in this case, it is bulwark capital management. Zach views this as stewarding our money. That's how he acts with it. And he puts at the center of everything he does, risk management. Everything I just described to you indicates a great deal of risk. So if you are close to retirement, man, that is where you cannot stand the risk. It's like being in the red zone in football. You know why it gets harder to score, right? Because it's easier for the defense to cover the field. Well, the red zone for retirement, that's the risk. So call Bullock Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. And Zach asked me to do it this way. Ready? Investment advice can't be given without a client services agreement. Bullock Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. He wanted me to do it with the old radio guy smoker voice. From Ezekiel 28, verse 2. Son of man... Say to the leader of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you've said, I am God, I sit in the seat of gods, in the heart of the seas, yet you are a man and not God. And I say this to all the technocrats, you are killing people and we're watching you do it and you don't maybe need to worry about us because you're probably too big to fail, but God is watching you. To go immediately to Twitter and to say, these are not the injections is insanity. Now, what are they saying it is? They're saying it is a condition called um, commotio cortis. Did I mention this is the second time I've recorded this? Commotio cortis. So this happens, this has killed 12 people in, in the past several years, about 12 And it is when a heart, when someone's heart gets struck head on by a blunt object, and you can see how that would interrupt the heart's rhythm. You know, you're told never to practice um, CPR, uh, chest compressions, or for that matter, breathing into someone's lungs. You're, You're told never to do chest compressions on someone when you're practicing. You always pretend. Like, even when you're acting, they show you how to do pretend chest compressions. Because if you do real chest compressions, you can throw someone's heart rhythm off and you could kill them. 
Well, if a, if a, if a, if a hardball, if you're playing baseball and a hardball strikes you in the chest at 110 miles an hour and you're a 14-year-old kid and you don't have a lot of muscle mass protecting you and it hits right on the heart, yeah, it can zap your heart and it can put you into arrhythmia. That's happened about 12 times. Well, at least blunt force trauma to the, to the heart. I don't know that it's always been in a baseball game, but that's an example. The question, when DeMar got, when DeMar got up, DeMar Hamlin, he, he did the, the form wrap tackle, wrap and drop tackle. He pops up like he always pops up, and then he gets dizzy, and then he falls down. Does that seem like a guy whose heart got thrown instantly into arrhythmia? Nope. It seems like a guy whose heart just stopped beating, which is apparently what happened. And that would be conducive with something that we know the injections cause. The injections cause myocarditis. And I can go through audio clip after audio clip after audio clip about myocarditis. I can pull out the audio clip of it doing this to teens. I can pull out the audio clip of teens dying. I can pull out the audio clip of two teen brothers who died the same night. They died two days after the injections. They died overnight. They were teen brothers. I could play that clip. We can play, I could go back and I could mine the material of the two, the, the two uh, the, uh, siblings, uh, the woman and the young woman and the young man, and they died. And they died within days of each other. And guess what? The young woman was a uh, was a an elite athlete, and her brother was very athletic. Maybe not an elite one, but he was very athletic. I could go pull that. We could play that audio. We can go to the studies. We can go to the studies that in certain age groups you are eighty percent more likely to have myocarditis. We can talk about how it occurs. The mechanism is known. The mechanism for how this causes myocarditis is, well, they think they know it. It causes pericarditis. Now, why didn't that Why wouldn't that kill Damar immediately? Peter McCullough is going to talk about that, but you've heard me talk about it. What happens is people get myocarditis, that is a swelling of the heart, and they don't know it's swollen. Now, when the heart swells up, it damages the tissues in the heart. Okay, the heart tissue, that doesn't regenerate. There's certain parts of our body that the tissue doesn't regenerate. Our brain cells don't regenerate. There's a spot high up in our nose, between our nose and our brain. That tissue doesn't regenerate, and heart tissue doesn't regenerate. So you get this damage. The heart has been swollen. It's, it's, it's torn like any muscle can tear that's been swollen. And then it comes into a hyper mode. So a bunch of adrenaline hits it. So you have a weakened heart. It's been functioning. and But you know what happens with micro tears? Like, look, I have another shoulder tear. And before someone comes and says, oh, that's what you get for doing CrossFit. No, my uncles who live largely sedentary lives, they've both had rotator cuff surgery. So it actually happens to be a bone spur. But what I know is these are micro tears at this point, little tiny tears. What I know is I'm at risk of those being torn again. And so what I'm trying to do is build up the muscles around it, the, the delts and the pecs to, to stabilize it because I'm not wild about having another surgery. Well, I know it's getting torn and micro-torn, but it's not my heart. You can't stop your heart from beating or you die. So in this hit, you see him pop up like he's always popped up. He's an incredible athlete, an incredible football player. By the way, he said that his focus in his life is his family. I watched an interview with him. It was really touching. He means it. He said, outside of my family, I really don't, I really don't have much in my world. They are my world. 
So listen to Peter McCullough on with the Vigilant Fox talking about this dynamic and listen to him describe this this effect of this latent or this this undiagnosed uh, myocarditis. Listen to this. Age 18 to 24 uh, in men, 90 percent of these cases are young men, as shown by Scharf and colleagues in the preprint server system. And then a report by Gill and colleagues from Connecticut, Connecticut coroners, backed up by analyses from the University of Michigan and the University of Wisconsin Pathology, published in one of the best pathology journals, Archives of Pathology, two young boys, 16 and 17, they take Pfizer and they die on days three and four after the Pfizer shot. They're found dead at home. And the parents are horrified and they call for an autopsy. And the autopsies show, indeed, the kids died of vaccine-induced myocarditis. But the interesting finding is the histopathology looked like there was an overlay of what's called catecholamine toxicity. There must have been a surge of adrenaline. Now, this may have been from antecedent uh, athletic activity. We don't know. Or it could just be in the throes of dying, the struggle of these boys. They died at home. Their parents weren't there, uh, struggling for the last breaths of, of life before they died of the vaccine. Uh, that could have been the surge of catecholamines. Uh, but lead investigator, uh, Dr. Flavio Catagiani from Brasilia, Brazil, I just interviewed him on the McCullough report. Uh, he believes it's perfectly consistent with the hypothesis that the vaccine sets up the heart inflammation, which can be very subtle. In fact, some of it can have no symptoms whatsoever. And then it's the big surge of adrenaline during a soccer game or during a basketball game, uh, during sports that's triggering these deaths. And boy, that theory fits. And he has a paper out in the preprint server system uh, outlining how that really happens. And uh, now, uh, today, it's on my Twitter feed. Uh, there's a- So certainly they tested for this. It hasn't this. been proven in a clinical trial because we don't have time to do a clinical trial because we need to get the vaccine out now because we have such a situation Throughout the world, and certainly in the United States, oh, so there, there's, proven- there's, there's been no time. There's no, been no time. There's been no time to test the boosters. Which, incidentally, and this is what is so so maddening: do the boosters stop transmission? Well, no, uh, they don't stop transmission. Do they stop infection? Well, no, uh, they don't stop infection. Do they stop? Anything? Well, um, they stop you from getting seriously ill uh, or, or hospitalized. How do you prove a negative? How do you prove that? Well, there's a lot of... Si- Shut up. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm grumpy. Shut up, Tony. Well, you, you're grumpy. I'm grumpy. Do you still love me? That's a hard question because I'm called to love my enemy and you are my enemy. Well, I hate you. Well, but you're not a Christian. Well, I'm God. No, you're not. You're actually not. Go away. Sorry. So they don't stop transmission. They don't stop infection. But let's get people to take more of it because there could never be an ulterior motive. The planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. 
a really smart, strong dictatorship. That's a guy connected with the World Economic Forum. I believe his name is Dennis Meadows. He's a professor. He is a technocrat. He, and I can play the full clip, he wants to make sure that we get rid of 7.5 billion people, but that we do it slowly and equitably. But, 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 Herman. Listen, I know that you're grumpy because you're re-recording this show, but listen to me, Todd. Listen, I'm not taking these injections. My kid's not taking these injections. So, so we're fine. Oh, yeah, because it's never going to go into other injections. Any parent that is listening right now, this is a 911 call. Um, I know as a parent myself, I normally would take my son in over the holiday break for his uh, routine wellness checks, and he would become vaccinated. He would get his routine vaccines. Uh, as Emerald just explained to you, what the American people were not informed of was that on August 24th of 2020, Secretary Azar made a declaration saying that all childhood vaccines, all vaccines in general, but specifically he talked about the childhood vaccines, were now medical countermeasures, which, as you said, means that they are they're essentially they're, they're, they're military countermeasures. That means that uh, we don't know what's in them. That's Karen Kingston, who is a pharmaceutical analyst, and she was on with Dr. Emma Robinson. So it's spreading out into other injections. That's their plan. They're obsessed with mRNA in us. There's another football player. And this guy died. And have trouble with his name. Uh, Uche Nwinare. He was a big man. Looked like a tackle or something. Big dude. And this guy is, he's dead. He was with the Jaguars. He died of, guess what, a heart attack. Here he is on Twitter. Okay, let's get these vaccine mandates and vaccine passports up and running ASAP. We see children die daily from the unvaccinated selfishness. Pregnant women at risk to protect life. Mandate the vaccine. Jail anyone who refuses, comma, to protect life. And he died. And yes, I do hope he rests in peace. I know he, I hope he knows the Lord, knew the Lord. Knows him now. Oh, by the way, I don't know what he is, was... He was a victim of the Mockingbird media and Tony Fauci, not just because he died. And I don't know that it was the injection in his case. I don't know. He's a big guy. Sometimes big guys have heart problems, but he was 38. And he was also an elite athlete and in better shape than I'll ever be in in my life. Oh, so how was he a victim? You know what else he tweeted? I'll tell you in a second. I'll tell you in a second what else he's tweeted so we can understand the depth of the evil and how this extends and all the evil being done through people like Fauci. It's a remarkable, it's a remarkable tweet. Okay, so <laughs> let me in, uh, let me let you in on a little bit of a secret since I'm re-recording the show and I'm sort of getting into it now. I'm okay now. Um, I'm doing this without coffee. So I will tell you something. My mental acuity is not where it should be. So, you know what I'm going to do to get through the show? I, I should go, well, you know what I'm going to do? So I should just take some bone frog. What I'm going to do, I'm going to smell some bone frog. You think that will work? I've got some. <laughs> Works. I'm feeling better. So Bonefrog Coffee, man, they've had a stellar year. 
And a lot of this was through you guys during the Christmas season and getting this for friends, etc. I wanted to talk to the people who are new, who uh, listened to me on, Ru- on Rush's show and then heard me on Clay and Buck. Number one, God rest Rush. Number two, thank you for hearing me on Clay and Buck and coming and joining the podcast family. We appreciate you. Incidentally, according to Chartable, the show is now number 30 uh, for news and commentary in the United States. Thank you for that. That's, that's insane. Thank you for that. So if you're new to the program, Virtue of Clay and Buck, one of the things you can do to support us is try every one of our partners or interview them. Because some of them are pretty high involvement stuff, like working with our friend Zach Abraham I talked about earlier. That's a pretty high involvement decision, right? But coffee really isn't that high of involvement. So let me give you this challenge. Go to bonefrog.us. Learn about the story of this coffee company started by a 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. Learn that you get 5% off subscriptions for the rest of your life from bonefrog.us, but please make sure it's .us. Understand that you can get it in K-Cup, you can get it in a Drip, you can get it in Whole Bean, Espresso, any of those delivery methods. And yes, there is now a decaf. It is the Zen Frog decaf made with the Swiss water process. What that means is it won't have the disgusting chemical taste of other decafs because of the Swiss water process. It is bonefrog.us. Try any of the blends, any of the Moroc, bonefrog.us. So there was this other tweet that this tragic, tragic character, um, Uche Nwanare. This is another one of his tweets. What kind of idiot must one be to actually take a dewormer, ivermectin, which has absolutely nothing in any study anywhere about using for COVID, but your stupid ass doesn't want to vax? I mean, natural selection takes over at some point, right? That, that is so unbelievably, ironically sad. And it is, he's such, he was such a mind criminal. No, pardon me. He was so, his mind was so taken over by thought criminals. Unbelievable. The propaganda. That man was murdered, in my judgment, by propaganda. And they're not going to go do an autopsy to find out it was the injection because they don't want to know. Because they're afraid of actually doing science, as they call it. Doing science. Going through the scientific scientific process to look at this stuff. So that guy's brain was broken by the same people who want to get rid of um, 7.5 billion people, but slowly and equitably, of course. Remember the Ezekiel quote? You are a man and not God. I hope these people understand there's going to be a huge, huge cost for playing God. There's already a huge cost that's happening now in the world of medicine. And it's extraordinary that we saw this coming and somehow these people didn't. There is good news. I'll get to that and I'll tell you about the line that's what's what's happening to the medical system. There is good news. Genuinely, there are uh, there are people in politics and with some with some earthly authority beginning to speak out. One of them is Andrew Bridgen. He is a um, a member of parliament. He's speaking out about these injections. What we do know is that those people who've questioned the efficacy or safety of the vaccines have generally been cut, uh, cut down, uh, cancelled, and that's why uh, this is so important. Um, I don't claim to be any sort of expert, but my degree a long time ago was in genetics, behaviour and biochemistry, and science works by challenge and what we do know is that these the science behind these vaccines has not been allowed to challenge 
Well, I'm delighted to say that the Conservative MP for North West Leicestershire, Andrew Bridgen, joins me now. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Mark. Uh, happy New Year. And I would have thought it would be a happy New Year for you if we pause the vaccine rollout. Yes, Mark, I think the the evidence is, is huge and it's growing daily that there are considerable adverse events associated with those who've taken the, the vaccine. Some of them have sadly resulted in, in death. Will Mitch McConnell be saying this? No. Will Kevin McCarthy be saying this? No. Will Mitt Romney be saying this? No. Will the figurehead be saying this? No. Will the FDA be saying this? No. Will the CDC ever admit this? No. Is God watching? Yep. 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 He's watching. Does the Lord, um, is, is he righteous and anxious to forgive? Yep. Do, does, does he speak of cups of wrath? Yep, he does. They, they fill up eventually, and then he pours them out on us. Is he reaching that point? I don't know. But it's very, very clear what's going on. This is a kill-off. With the all-cause mortality through the roof. And by the way, the importance of this happening to elite athletes, this should make this should be instantly sensical. There is about uh, 1% of the population of any country who will ever go out and get paid to play a sport. And to be at a professional level, in, in other words, actually making real money at it, you're in the half a percent maybe you know, there's, what, 32 or something NFL teams? What do they have on their traveling roster? 60 people, maybe it's 100 people per team to make it easy. 3,300 guys. And we're talking about now watching and, and kind of got grown used to, oh, look, a basketball player collapsed. Oh, look, a soccer player died. Oh, look, a rugby player died. And you just go back to the statistics. The fact that it's happening to elite athletes this way, in that population should be the alarm bell of our alarm bells and to teens. There, remember the headline I read you the other day where some liars in the Mockingbird media were saying that, that, that first-person shooter games are giving kids heart attacks? Liars! This is a guy who works for the National Health Service. His name is Dr. Tim Cooksley. He's talking with Sky News. Remember when we were going to have, uh, we were going to, we were going to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. Remember that three years ago? There has never been a greater recognition amongst all staff that our current situation is worse than it has ever been. And I know that people watching this will say, well, every winter you have doctors on that say that this winter is, is terrible and it's normal winter pressures. But there is a complete acceptance from all colleagues now that this is different from all our previous winters. And we need urgent action now. This situation is much worse than we experienced during the COVID pandemic at its peak. And so we really need to think carefully about how we can manage this. And I think we need some urgent actions. So now... There has never been a greater recognition amongst all staff. Right, that our I heard you. So now, all these years later, we're back to the hospitals are full. Why? Again, again, I can simply go to the, to the catalog of sound bites, even just from the past week. I can just pull up the Fouch, who admitted that there are injections that are leaky injections they're going to cause problems like this. It's that's going to cause um, that's going to cause 
antigen-dependent enhancement. I can just I can just hit this light blue button. Now, do you get an enhancement effect? Namely, there have been a number of vaccines, two in particular, dengue and respiratory syncytial virus. When the vaccine induces a suboptimal response, and when a person gets exposed, they actually have an enhanced pathogenesis of the disease, which is always worrisome. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's happening. That's why all these people who've been injected and boosted four times are getting sick. And the mechanism is probably known. We talked about this earlier this week, that the mechanism is this, that when you con people's genes into producing these cytotoxins, the spike proteins, 42 trillion at a time, the antibodies that those cause to be produced are the IG4 antibodies. You know what the, you know what those antibodies say to people's bodies? Don't worry about the flu. Don't fight it. Don't fight respiratory viruses. They're not a danger to the body. Don't you think that's going to make people sick? They're not even going to know that the virus is replicating in their body because they're not going to get fevers or aches. Because their body will be treating it like an allergy. You know, when people have bad allergies, that's another thing. That's that's a whole different thing. Then then your then your uh, your immune system's not working. Your IG4 receptors are not getting fired. So we have people's bodies being trained to ignore upper respiratory viruses in all likelihood. So consequently, colds become serious illnesses and people can't fight them off. So you end up with full hospitals. It's all here. There is no area of this that is about medicine. There's no area about this of this that is not broken. Well, and it's not even broken. The fact is these are psychopaths. That's the fact. Normal people value people and use things. Psychopaths use people and value things. And we are dealing with full-on psychopaths in my judgment, or we're dealing with people who are absolutely brutally evil, or evil is being done through them. I want you to picture something in your mind. Picture a 30-foot replica of, of renderings of the Lord Jesus. I mean, we don't truly know what it... No, that's not true. We do know what his face looked like. The Shroud of Truin. That's, that's, I fully believe that is the shroud that was laid upon the body of the Lord Jesus. One day we'll have to go through all the evidence for that. It's so profound. It's so clear. So we have some idea of what he looked like. So I want you to picture a 30-foot replica of uh, depicting the Lord Jesus' face. And picture it with the crown of thorns. And, and picture him on the cross dying for, for mankind's sins. And the weight of all the sin that has ever existed or will ever exist is on his back. And he loves us so very much that um, from the cross, he forgives a criminal. From the cross, he says to the people, uh, to, to his father in heaven and our father in heaven, his father in a different way, that he says, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He had that much love for humanity. Just picture that. Now, picture that that is a 40-foot painting, okay? Because that's what this guy is standing in front of. He's standing in front of a 40, 30, 40-foot image of the Lord Jesus as he speaks this. This is the key advisor to Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, 
we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. What we have seen so far, it's corporations and governments collecting data about where we go, who we meet, what movies we watch. The next phase is the surveillance going under our skin. We're now seeing mass surveillance systems established even in democratic countries, which previously rejected them. And we also see a change in the nature of surveillance. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Now it's going under the skin. Governments want to know not just where we go or who we meet, above all they want to know what is happening under our skin. What's our body temperature? What's our blood pressure? What, what is our medical condition? Now humans are developing even bigger powers than ever before. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. I know that in recent years, we saw populist politicians undermining deliberately the trust that people have in important institutions like universities, like respectable media outlets. These populist politicians told people that, say, scientists are this small elite disconnected from the real people. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. His name is Yuval Noah Harari. And if he sounds like a demon, maybe there's a reason for that. He said a lot of that standing in front of a replica of the Lord Jesus's face. Not a replica, but a rendering. Right? And he is all about the injections and the mRNA. Tell me again it's about healthcare. Someone come and tell me that this is about saving lives. I'll debate anyone on the topic. We haven't even gotten to the people who want to block the sun yet. Not want to, are. They are. Woo! Man, this is what you get when you make me do a show at bedtime. Do I sound extra grumpy? Ain't I fun? <laughs> at least I get to talk about Alan Soaps at alansoaps.com slash Todd. I want to offer an alternative version, an alternative vision. Right now, at Alan Soaps, it's a pretty slim staff. Okay, you got young Alan who works there every day, so impacted by autism that speaking is difficult for him. He struggles to put three or four words to, together, but he's not, he's, he doesn't lack intelligence. Please don't misunderstand. He has a keen sense of creativity and hence the very, very unique fragrances at Allen Soaps. Now, he doesn't formulate the soaps. They found a family who's done this for three generations to help them make the soaps. So the soaps are as good as it gets. All natural, small batch, made in America, and three generations of soap making expertise. But I want to offer you a vision. Right now, it's a slim staff. It's Alan and his dad, and, and mom gets involved a little bit. But I want you to imagine the day that Alan works with someone like him. I want you to imagine the day that 12 or 13-year-old boy, maybe by the time it happens, goes to work for the first time, and there's another young person impacted by autism working shoulder to shoulder. I want you to imagine that they can work together and play Minecraft on breaks. And that he, as the chief soap officer, he's that. He's, he's one of the bosses. 
And so he gets to use his tablet computer to teach another young person how to do quality control, how to do packaging, how to make sure it matches allensoaps.com slash Todd's quality standards. And then imagine it's a third or a fourth. That's the company we're building together. Would you subscribe to their soap to help us do that? If, if you haven't tried it, try it first. Go to allensoaps.com slash Todd. Pick one of the soaps that's fragrances appeal to you. Buy a sisal pouch. Get a package. Try it at home. And see if it works for your skin instantly. If it works on Alan's skin, it's almost guaranteed to work on yours. His skin is so sensitive because of his medical conditions. And then if you love this soap, will you help us build this company so that day comes where they get to hire more people like Alan? Because that's the reason this business exists. It's alanssoaps.com slash Todd. alanssoaps.com slash Todd. I talk about the party for a reason. The media, academia, tech, and finance, and the deep state. Well, and pharma, of course, at the center of it, pharma. And they all seem to have the same goal, which is to wipe out a bunch of people. And, well, the media helped wipe out that football player who thought ivermectin was horse paste or a horse dewormer. And they they probably, well, I said it may have helped wipe out, I should say. I don't know that he died from the ejections. I don't know that DeMar got the heart attack from the ejections. It just seems like the most likely suspect, the most likely suspect. And they all work together, right? They all have the same goals. They have the same views. They're the special ones who should be allowed to live. They're the special ones who should control everything. So of course it makes sense sense that 60 Minutes turns around and puts Paul Ehrlich on who 30 years ago wrote a book called Population Bomb and he has been wrong about every major Every major prediction. And he's another guy trumpeting. At least he's not saying it out loud, but he's been saying we need five earths to sustain us, to sustain our living here. He is one other person saying we need to destroy 7.5 billion people or at least thinking Stanford biologist Paul Ehrlich. You know that there is no political will to do any of the things that you're recommending. I know there's no political will to do any of the things that I'm concerned with, which is exactly why I and the vast majority of my colleagues think we're, we've had it, that the next few decades will be the end of the kind of civilization we're used to. In the 50 years since Ehrlich's population bomb, humanity's feasting on resources has tripled. They could easily go pull out the, the, the predictions like everyone else has done and show that none of them came true, but that's not the point of the episode. The point of the episode is look at the... And they keep showing images, crowded street images of New York. You know, the world doesn't look like that. That's how New York will look. And by the way, <clears throat> that's the way Broadway in 58th works, looks at 7.15 in the morning. I've walked that street a thousand times. I know right where that is. It's right outside their offices. Yeah, Times Square that morning, that's, that's how that looks. That's not how the world looks. It's all a setup. It's all, all, all to cause emotional reaction. But there are real things going on. This, maybe I'm the only one who finds this endlessly, endlessly um, horrific. Remember when I talked about Bill Gates and this patent at Harvard to blow dirt into the sky, into the stratosphere, not just the sky, like massive. I'm not talking a little bit of dirt. 
I'm talking about a volcano's worth of dirt up in the stratosphere to, to stop the sun from getting to us. Does, does anyone else find it just so extraordinary that the Lord, the God of the universe, spoke us into existence by saying, let there be light? Or the, and the better translation of it I've heard, which I love, is God, who has always existed, always will exist, makes a decision, and he says, light be. And then Bill Gates has a patent on it. Ah, uh, well, um, well, you know, well, light's okay in certain parts of the country, uh, but in the, in, in uh, the developing parts of the country, uh, world, but in other parts, no, uh, God, there's too much light. Uh, we're going to take over. You had a really screwed up design, really sloppy code. Uh, I looked at the code you wrote, God, and it's just not, it's really, I'm, I'm going to go out and buy a copy and I'm going to license it and build drone people and block the sun okay but that's just bill gates it's not like it's happening except it's happening i first got this from natural news which you know what truth be told about so oh, i guess six years ago i'd go well natural news i don't know maybe maybe not need to check some sources now i look at natural news and go Hmm. I could trust that. Now, in this case, I decided to follow a link they provided. And it goes to the MIT Tech Review. This is this is Massachusetts Institute of Technology's Tech Review. Actually, a really interesting publication, by the way. Here's the headline. <clears throat> A startup says it's begun releasing particles into the atmosphere in an effort to tweak the climate. You know what you tweak? Recipes for apple pie. You you, you tweak the way your books are arranged on your bookshelf. You tweak your hair. You don't tweak the atmosphere and you don't tweak the climate. This is a company called Make Sunsets. Make Sunsets. Does that sound like someone thinks they're God? And the CEO of this company is doing ginger engin- uh, geoengineering to affect the climate. And he says this. He says that they, they joke, don't joke that they're part company, part cult. And he also says that his business model is he's going to sell cooling to countries. Cooling credits. And incidentally, you know what he's putting in the sky? Sulfur particles. (laughs) Do we need to be more demonic than the smell of sulfur? To reflect the sun back. And he says that it is immoral to not do this. It's immoral to not blow with with actual chemtrails. Actual chemtrails from balloons. He says, quote, it's morally wrong, in my opinion, for us not to be doing this. To do this as quickly and as safely as we can. 
You have no idea if this is safe. Secondly, you didn't ask humanity's permission to block the sun. You, sir, I would remind you, are not God. And I'm going to remind you that every single time people like you decide to play God with stuff like this, every single time you end up messing things up. And this guy says he's doing this in Mexico. Now, they would never do a thing to kill a person. Now, I don't think that guy thinks he's killing people. I just think he thinks he's God. I've said this for a very long time, and I'm going to say it again. The battle of our lifetime is against the technocrats. They are, they've been allowed, there's great evil being done through them. And Satan loves to masquerade as an angel of light or enlightenment. Please remember this. Please remember this. In the Garden of Eden, it wasn't an apple tree. The fruit is unknown. They were not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge. These people think. Like, they think they've got God's knowledge. That's what they think. Number one, God created them. Number two, he created the computers they use. Well, all the elements that go into the computers. Number three, he created their brain. Number four, he created free will. Number five, they're hardly the first people to think it's a good idea to exterminate others. And in the case of Mr. Sunblocker, he's hardly the first guy to want to block the sun for his own ends. Where on earth is a mainstream media personality ready to say these things? Just Tucker. And I don't even know if Tucker's ready to go the far as I did in this segment. Well, maybe it's because, again, I'm re-recording. So, number one, I want to thank Luke with the production team for noticing that this show was missing. In fact, I put the wrong show in the folder. So it was a duplicate of hour two. Luke, God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for, 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 for saving me from me. Number two, I want to thank you for your patience tonight. Well, this morning. Tonight for me. Past bedtime. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well. Be strong. Be kind. And uh, <laughs> let's hope I can uh, have, uh, have the Lord grant me some good sleep tonight. Love you guys. Thank you.